What up, drinkers? That's right. It's another episode of Music and Brews with Brian and Johnny. In this week's episode, we have an incredible guest. Uh, she is an award-winning artist and songwriter based out of here in Nashville. This is Heidi Burson, and she is incredible. Oh, my God. So I actually saw, and we talk about this, I saw Heidi performing um, near downtown Nashville, and I was like, oh, man, we have to have her on the podcast. I'd love to talk to her. You know, she does a really cool jazzy style stuff, like songwriter, jazzy, um, and it's so cool. Like, it, it is, and her not only her journey, but her music and everything is so much different than everyone else we've talked to. I mean, she's played with legendary jazz artists, and, and we talk about that. And um, she's played incredible venues and with the greatest musicians. And so it was so cool to talk to Heidi, and we thank her for doing that. Uh, y'all, check out. So she has some older stuff on there, but she has, like, three newer releases uh, just another day, hey little girl, and drowning, and uh, you need to check them out. We talk in depth about them. Um, hey little girl too, is, is just such an honest, a real song, and it's just so cool to see um, how she's just being herself. And it's something we talk about all the time about being authentic and stuff like that. So it was fantastic. Thank you to Heidi. Make sure y'all check her out. That is Heidi Burson. H-E-I-D-I-B-U-R-S-O-N. So check her out, HeidiBurson.com or Instagram and all that. Uh, again, thank you all for always listening to our drinkers out there. Um, make sure you listen to all of the great interviews we've been having. Um, Johnny and I have been writing. This, that's kind of what we've been doing. We've had like two a week interviews lately and so we have a bunch lined up we're going to keep releasing them throughout the end of the year uh holidays coming up um so we'll probably take a little break towards the end of the year and get right back to it uh in in january after after that but we have some great ones lined up for you so make sure you follow us on all the social medias uh give us likes and shares and all that because uh keep up to date with who we're having and because not only have we had incredible artists, we're going to have even more incredible artists, including Heidi Burson. So, y'all, I won't take any more of your time. Why don't you grab a drink, pop that top, and uh, sit back and enjoy Heidi Burson. Let's do it. This is just as bad for us to be coming as she comes in. <laughs> hey, are you in? I think. Yeah, you are. Oh, let me start video, I think. Yeah. Sorry. I think I've only. Oh, there you are. Hey, Hello. How are you? I've only successfully used Zoom maybe one other time. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's working great and you look great. So we're rocking and rolling. Okay. Has asked you to start, start my video. Okay. Yeah, cool. you're gonna go. Can you hear me all right? Or do I need to wear an ear? No. Ear it sound great. Okay. Yeah, we Please. hear you. Perfect. Sweet. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Oh. We're doing good. Living the dream. We we've been doing two uh <laughs> two interviews a week. So it's been kind of like, you know, after doing it so many times, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is getting kinda of, kinda of brutal. But this week we've only have you this week, so it's like ah, oh, nice refresh and 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 be able to enjoy. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh located in Nashville? Technically, yeah. I actually live in Old Hickory. My house is out here. Yeah, yeah. cool. I'm not far. I'm not far at all. Yeah, no. We're in Goodlettsville right now, actually. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not far from me at all. Not far. Oh, I live in Nash <laughs> I live in Nashville. That's true. Because well, aren't cool. you? Because cool. I'm fucking God. cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so it being music and brews, uh, we like to start off with like a cheers or any, or something. I'm not sure if uh, you partake, but if you wanted to, you could cheers us a brew. I have nothing in my house right now except soda water, but I'll toast to that. Yeah, we're we'll, fine we'll with cheers that. Cheers to that. Okay, <laughs> deal. <laughs> well, let's go ahead. We're going to cheers and uh, I'll do an intro and we're going to get rocking. Okay, sounds we're good. excited. Cheers. All right, well, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> And 
Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Music and Brews. I am your host, Johnny Barikin, and as always, I have my co-host, Brian Michael. Oh, what's up, Johnny? Oh, you know, just killing it. Life is great. Yes. You know? I, I feel telling like, I feel like <laughs> one day I will believe myself. <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> Until that time, I feel like a morning, like a, a morning yeah, show yeah, DJ yeah. host. Do, 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 do. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nope, it is night and I am depressed. Oh uh, my god. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no. That so, makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi, we don't need that. Well, as I just said her name, we're going to introduce our, our amazing guest this evening. We are super excited uh, to be able to interview uh, amazing artist, uh, Nashville-based, or out, right outside of Nashville, as we just talked about, uh, Miss Heidi Brinson. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, Living the dream. Good. Yes. Yeah. We are, yeah. Okay. I guess we covered that earlier. Didn't yeah, we, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are you still well, in the same dream, or are you into a new dream at this point? <laughs> I, I, I give I give Johnny crap. He always says that. I'm like Johnny. They cannot be living the dream every day. <laughs> it's, this it's, is at some it point. Is at some, here's the thing. I, I thread the needle of it being a, a dream. I'm just making sure it doesn't cross to to a nightmare. It's like yeah. right there, but right. it just never quite. <laughs> Does the well, fold. it's true you are never in reality, so you're yeah. always in a dream. <laughs> whoa, now we're getting yeah, whoa. whoa. <laughs> well, Heidi, uh, thank you so much for being on. Um, so actually, the way we found you is yeah, I this is so funny saw you performing, and um, this was at the Fifth and Broad, like oh. building, you know, yeah. Was it the the day thing, the twelve to four thing? Yeah, yeah. You were playing during the yeah, day. Yeah. It was just you, and there was like a bass player uh, mm-hmm. girl. That's just mm-hmm. Okay, she was amazing, um, right. and then you were amazing. I was like, "What is this?" And it wasn't what you normally hear in Nashville. And I was like, "This is so cool." Um, so I was like, "We should reach out to her and see if maybe she wants to be on the podcast. We could talk a little because uh, I loved it. It was so good." <laughs> what were What were you eating? Out of curiosity. I was eating that <laughs> taco that it was a, I think a teriyaki chicken taco from that. Um, from Velvet Taco? Velvet Taco. That's what it's yep. called. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> it was good. I like it. I like that place. I don't think I've, I've ever had anybody. I, I don't think we've ever had anybody on the show be like, I saw you at a thing. What were you eating? Yeah. <laughs> well, because I know it's like a place with like a hodgepodge of restaurants. So I was that's curious. True. Oh, ah, that I didn't true. know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Have you been there, Johnny? I know fifth fifth and Broadway. Yeah, it's like a fancy cafeteria. Oh yeah, it's 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 that it's that that whole that the whole like yeah I know what it is now yeah yeah yeah. huge complex yeah Yeah. I think I've been oh I I applied to a place there and it was really funny because they said no to me when I when I wanted to bartend there (laughs) and then I met one of the general managers uh, because I served one of the general managers and they were like we said no what the hell and I was like ha ha. That's cool. So, um, do you play there a lot? Or is yeah, so that's on? that's actually a standing gig every Friday that I do with my bass player um, from awesome. twelve to four. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's a nice, yeah, it's a nice chill daytime kind of thing. You know, people are just kind of in there to eat, and yeah. Yeah. so we just sort of play whatever we want, and sometimes we get a little tipsy, <laughs> and then we and then we just eat something, and then we usually go play a night gig after that, so it, it's usually a long day for us. But. Oh, nice. Wow. Do they yeah. give you food there, at least? Like a food? No. God. We do, depending on the bartender, we normally get a couple free drinks. Like, they don't usually care, but nobody gives us free food. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah. one thing everybody Sorry. wants free of. At least you got free drinks. That's yeah. <laughs> and of course, no free parking either. But you know, that's uh, the thing that's um, brutal. Uh, yeah, brutal so fast. That's my. That's probably my at the top of my list of complaints as a musician in this city. Like, we are driving your economy, but you can't give us a break on parking so we can come right. play the game. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I used to play uh, downtown. Um, and guys were telling me, cause I was always like, where do I park? And they're like, honestly, just park illegally because I don't know if it's still the same, but at the time they were like a parking ticket is $10. 
Um, yes. So just take the parking ticket if you get one. <laughs> Is that true? Do yeah. it, well, do it in a meter spot, but don't do it in a actual parking company. Yeah, like the yeah. premier. Yeah. Don't, but the meters, yeah. The meters are only 10 buck tickets, which hasn't changed in the 20 years I've lived here. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. You, you would think that would yeah, they were $10 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, well, Maybe I, we shouldn't say anything. We don't want to. No, no, no. It's like, oh, shoot. I know. So just park illegally, everyone. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, national, the national government is a uh, avid listener. Listeners. <laughs> well, then they need to know that we need some parking. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Heidi, we I would love to so we want to dive into your music. But before we do that, we always like to uh, get a little background on you. So if you wouldn't mind, give us a little... A little synopsis of your your life and uh, your startings as a musician and where you are now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think like a lot of others, I uh, I grew up in a musical family, so I was really active in like church as a kid, playing and singing. My mom actually taught me how to play the piano. I started when I was three. My dad was a choir teacher, and music director, um, so it was always around me in my face constantly. And uh, I uh, I think I just fell into it naturally and uh, carried on into college, did it as a degree, lasted about two years up at Kent State. I, I grew up in Ohio, actually. Oh, um, and then I transferred to Belmont. Yeah. Made it all of, yeah, I made it all of three months till I dropped out. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully now my pocketbook is thanking me for that. But um, yeah. yeah, and I just started waiting tables and going to open mic nights. And I, that's kind of the advice I give anyone that I mentor is it, you really just need to get your feet wet, just get out there. But um, it just kind of grew from that open mic nights, started mingling, meeting other musicians, put a band together, taught my band, my songs, recorded an album. Years later, I'm touring, made another album. Um, it all just, it's kind of a domino effect. Yeah. Like if you just keep pushing yeah, if you just keep pushing forward and putting yourself out there and networking is very important. So Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's kind of uh I mean that's that's the very short abridged version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. So it is very like obvious in your music music I mean apart from your voice, which which is incredible, but the like musically, like piano, like you could just tell like you're really trained because <laughs> it's not just four chords you know what i mean it's like oh gosh no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, was, I was classically trained uh on both piano and voice for many years i took uh private lessons all through school and i actually give lessons now ironically um oh, cool. <laughs> I teach, yeah i teach piano and voice here out of my home uh, a couple days a week which has been really rewarding and fun yeah um all ages yeah it's it's really cool and uh forget where I was going with that. Oh, the music. Yeah. Well, so I was always drawn to the stuff that came out before I was born. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into older genres, old soul, R&B, classic right. stuff, Motown. And my vocal sensei is Aretha Franklin. So I always wow, wanted nice. to, yeah, I kind of always leaned on what she did, like her technique. And then as I got older and I learned more about her as a musician, I just became even more enamored. But hmm. um, I've always gone after trying to mimic the big ones like Whitney and Mariah and Celine Dion. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is that is yeah, it's very can, evident. Yeah, you can hear that. And it's incredible. We were literally just talking like like uh, we always kind of have a little pre pre uh, interview discussion. Where we're just like just the vocals are insane. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You know, I got to I'm just going to jump right in. Might yeah. as well. So um, one thing that so one song that I particularly just adore is the song. Hey, little girl. Yep. Uh, oh yeah it's yeah it's um, amazing and i feel like i feel like the song's so personal i feel like i already like kind of know your journey <laughs> like, yeah, just I'm, from one song well, that's basically what that song that's why i wrote it i was in a pretty uh wasn't a pretty dark place i think i want to say i actually wrote that one right before covid started mm. um because i recorded all of these the october 
in the middle of COVID, like in October, in the middle of COVID, like that first year, 2020. Ah, yeah. Um, like these new songs, but that was one of them. And yeah, I think I just sat down one day. I was just really all in my feels and being hard on myself. Uh, you know, social media is good at, for artists to get yourself out there, but it's also really bad because you're always comparing yourself to other people. And I think I was just sitting there thinking about how old I was, how long I've been doing it. And instead of focusing on all the things I'd accomplished, I was focusing on all the things I hadn't. Mm. And then I just sort of like, you know, smack myself, like get out, you know, get out of it, snap out of it. And I just sat down and I wrote that and I cried afterwards. (laughs) If I'm being (laughs) completely honest. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad you mentioned that one. That, that means a lot that it struck a nerve for you. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think that uh, those personal songs, you know, what's weird is like, I think the hardest part is, to me, the hardest part would be to release that song because because yeah. I've written personal yep. songs myself, but then I'm like, I don't know, I don't ever want to sing this line. Like, it just yeah. feels like you're literally just opening up a your heart. Well, you know, have, you ever, have you ever like thought to yourself, like, man, I wish I could tell ten year old me what to prepare like hey just go ahead and know and prepare like Mm. this is what's going to hit you down the road so that you can be mentally emotionally ready for it but that's just not how life works and so that that was kind of my perspective was if i could tell me then as me now like here's what's going to happen um that that's yeah that's basically what i wrote yeah yeah it's i love it and you know uh, just to I'd like to like kind of talk about a couple of things you bring up in there. Cause yeah, one of the sure. things that you say is like, um, yeah, uh, kind of, I forget the exact words. I kind of wrote half. You can get personal. Of, I'm not, but, I'm an open. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. But the, the, the part where you're talking about making music that, you know, won't get you like the number ones, but, um, yeah. knowing it could hurt your career. I, I, I kind of want to dive into that. Cause I, Sure. I think that's kind of um, a big question to a lot of artists, like like who you are, and are you are you faking it? You know what I mean? Like, so right. can can you speak on that a little bit about um, just sure? Being yeah. Who you are? Well, <laughs> so at at my core, I'm a musician because it brings me joy. It makes me happy, not because I'm trying to be rich and famous. I think that that's a goal that's attainable. You know, you could attain it, of course, but there's so many of us out there. It's such a saturated environment that there's room for all of us to excel and succeed, but we can't all be Beyonce's, you know what I mean? So over the, so I've been across the table from people with the means to change my trajectory of my career a handful of times. And there was always more talk about what, they wanted to change about me and what they wanted to change about my music. And, and I just, I was always just pretty steadfast about it. I was like, you know, I understand that it might not be what you want to pick, like what the radio stations would want to play. Um, I understand. I mean, I, I get that there's a business model that you're trying to fit me into, I'm just not willing to sacrifice the integrity of the music. Like I'm a diehard musician like when i go out and listen to music i'm focusing on what the instrumentalists are playing what the vocalist is singing in the lyrics you know like i'm not it's not for me it's not just about make it a party it's not a yeah i mean sometimes you want you know music that just puts you in the right vibe for the moment of whatever you're doing and i i totally understand that but i'm a i'm i guess i'm a snobby musician (laughs) (laughs) um for lack of a better term because i just uh you know, if I can't put my stamp on it and be proud of it, I'm not going to put it out. And if you, not you, but if I'm saying to them, like, if you want me to make something that's like three chords and just is the most scratch the surface lyrics, like a fourth grade reading level, I'm not, that's not me. I'm not down with that. You know, like that's not being true to myself. Um, And I think a lot, I think a lot of people prefer that you, bear your soul and you're vulnerable in your music and your art, you know? Um, but it's not always what sells. Yeah. So I feel, well, we, we discuss this a lot where we are in an era. Yeah. We're it's funny because I feel like once we hit like the two thousands and then from like 2000 to about 2010, it was the business model, as you said. And then it's Max Martin era. 
Yeah, kind of. And then slowly it's been dissipating. I mean, with this big resurgence of just being super vulnerable and everybody kind of trying to be out there. I mean, obviously, there's obviously the generic portion of it. And then we're just fine. Again, as as Heidi said, there's nothing wrong with it. But um, yeah, Yeah. like like vulnerability is coming back. Yeah. Well, and I feel like if I had to just pick a name out of the dark, like someone who's completely mainstream, everyone knows her name. Someone who successfully has done that is Adele. Adele. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really she's, good one. Because she's always just stripped back. Just, I mean, in the beginning, it was just her and a piano, you know, and like maybe some ambient strings or something here and there. But I mean, her lyrics and she was just being herself and it and it clicked. It connected with an audience. Yeah. With, yeah. The, with the mainstream audience. So it's it's yeah. pretty huge. Yeah. yeah that's just, Same thing with Capaldi. What was, what was his first name? Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, with with that, that just proves. And I think Amy Winehouse was an example yeah. of someone that had that, and then they kept trying mm-hmm. to put in a box, which is, if you ever seen that documentary, very sad documentary. But uh, what's the, it called? That Amy Winehouse. Doc, I think it's just called Amy. I think, I, Amy. 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 <laughs> Amy. I don't know. I'll make a note. I'll watch it. I haven't it's, seen. It. It's very good, but pretty pretty depressing too but well, yeah, that, <laughs> i recommend it though no, it's great <laughs> um but um but i think that that proves that there's this weird thing with record label people who they're like they know something's good and then they want to change it i just yeah. i think that's just so weird <laughs> like, like people love that stuff just yeah i don't know it's strange is that something you struggled with um you know because you've been in town a while and obviously you've been making music and doing that was there a point where you were like i need to be more pop or something like that were yeah you... oh where you wanted to change yeah, yeah. was was that a um, struggle or were you always like yeah and i i did try for a little while i tried to write more like i, I tried to, i sat down with like a couple songwriting books and tried to write my songs within the structure of what the formula is the radio <laughs> yeah, happy yeah. friend happy radio formula and i personally i just thought the songs were shit so i never recorded them <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I, just, I didn't mean to cuss. You, well, you oh, cuss. You, i've been oh, i've said i've said shit go, fuck a couple times already so you're fine <laughs> kids listening okay um, <laughs> music and brew yeah. probably not <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I wasn't happy with how any of them turned out. So uh, there's a few that I would say like, well, whenever you're around, that one kind of follows a structure. And that was probably one of my best songs I've ever written. Um, Feel Alive, that one was good. I mean, they're in a structure, so to speak. So I guess I have put some out that technically follow those rules. Right. But I just don't get down with all that. I kind of just, I like to write what I feel. I don't sit down and like tell myself, you're going to write a song today. I have to be inspired. Something has to happen or I have to witness something. Or sometimes I just hear somebody in the grocery store say a phrase and it clicks like, oh, and it's an idea or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not good at uh, like putting the time in every day and trying to write a song because they they never turn out well. (laughs) <laughs> right. No, yeah. I, get it. I mean, there are some people who are just songwriters like that. They oh just God, churn. yeah, machines. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's why I I moved here wanting to like be part of a publishing, uh, have a publishing deal, and yeah. then I found out like you got to write five songs a day every day, and like I'm like, oh. whoa, okay, like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's See, I have a friend. Uh, one of my friends is uh, she does that. Emily Shackleton. I don't know if you've heard of her, but yeah, um, yeah she she kind of she co-wrote a lot of the hits that carly pierce has oh cool in the country world yep yeah. and uh she does that she's a she's a robot she can just literally sit down and write songs that sound different every day all day <laughs> <laughs> she co-wrote um heartbeat with me that's on my album the story yeah oh nice it was, it was fun watching her work because i was like god you really are good at this <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to change a, a little bit of the subject Go unless you got something. All right. Beautiful. Uh, so we, so in this discussion of, you know, the, the being, um, 
What are you doing? Oh, uh, being vulnerable in kind of, uh, you know, doing all like all this songwriting portion. But I w I'm curious about the recording portion a lot because in the performances, because um, hmm. a lot of I'm, I'm a big blues fan. I grew up listening to the blues. My family, all blues. Everything's blues. And the biggest thing is trying to like it's almost impossible to capture a live blues uh, uh, performance and then record it onto an album. You know what I mean? Like a blues song that takes two minutes will take ten minutes on and uh, live because they're just rocking and rolling. Um, so tell me, so in, in your songs, you, you know, there's a lot of spirit in them, and there's a lot of of uh, like like your vocals seem very Im not, yeah improv and you're kind of like just go feeling the music and doing it. How do you capture what this live performance would be in your recordings? Um, yeah, we go in there pretty rehearsed in some cases, not always, but my rule is I like to get at least three takes. So we just run it straight down top to bottom and then take, usually keep the best take that the band does. And then if I feel like I'm not happy with the vocal, I'll go back and redo it. But usually one of them is always good enough for me. Like I'm, I'm a, <laughs> the engineer I work with primarily, he makes fun of me. Cause he's like, we don't even need to worry about scheduling another vocal day. Cause I, I tend to keep my scratch vocals more often than not. Um, oh, cause wow, those are yeah. just the ones. Yeah. Cause those are the ones that happen in the moment. And if you overthink it and I had do this very, very, uh, I'm very bad at this in the studio. Like I will overthink it too much and try to make it perfect when it, it really just needs to be. Yeah. Like have that, it just needs to have a live feel. So it's okay. If a note is bending flat a little bit, it gives mm -hmm. it character in my opinion. And I've performed live so often and so many times that it's, yeah, it's just easy. If everybody goes in there knowing what they're doing, I have everything written out. Like it's structured. You hire the right people. That's another big part of it. Yeah. You got to hire the right musicians. Um, and then it just, yeah, you just all get in the vibe and run it down a few times. And one of them's always good enough in my experience. So, so do you, so no, oh, okay. So then everybody's recording together. There's no like separate parts, uh, to the, recording. uh, yeah. Yeah. That's how I've done both my full albums. Yeah. Now with the, really with cool. the, um, the newer stuff with the strings, it's just piano vocal strings. Yep. So I went in and did scratch tracks of just piano vocal for all the songs. And then the strings came in as a quartet and recorded all together. And then I had the, the background vocals come in another day and they did all their stuff in one day, yeah. one afternoon, really. Um, but yeah, I just run everything down, just like boom, 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 one well, right after the other. That and that's really interesting. Cool. So what what caused this change in style? Like, I want to talk more about about your the recording process and stuff. But like for for the the newer songs, it yeah. feels like there's just this big uh, change in the, in the development and and what what happened there. Yeah, yeah. So I. Uh... <laughs> I have this dream. I've always wanted to compose, um, well, like a, a music score for a movie, yeah. for TV. Uh, I want to write a Broadway musical. Oh, my um, God. I literally was going to bring that up. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. I was like, she should basically, write musicals. I was literally thinking that. Sarah Bareilles is living my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that I, I've always been a sucker for strings. And I love composing stuff for strings. I don't know how to play a stringed instrument, but. Um, <laughs> how do you compose? Do you do you have a program that you do that on, or no? Actually, what I did was I hired the amazing Larissa Maestro, who does compose. She's an excellent cellist, and wait, her she last name is Maestro. Her last name is Maestro. How oh cool is that? Fucking right? baller. Wow. What a goddamn baller. <laughs> just yeah. It's meant to be. She, she had she's to doing do exactly that. what she was meant to be. <laughs> See, um, there, I, I'm just wishing somebody goes, hey, can you play this? And she goes, you know my last name? My last name is Lily <laughs> Maestro. <laughs> I know what I'm fucking of doing. Of course. I <laughs> yeah. But she's, a, she's incredible at comp like So I knew I wouldn't know how to structure it for a four-piece string section. Like, yeah. that's her wheelhouse. So what I did was I just made iPhone recordings of all the songs here at home, just piano vocal. And then I made another recording while the other one was playing. And I sang to her. I like sang what I was hearing the strings doing. Oh, like, cool. Like, I want this to come in right here. Like, 
or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And she just took it and ran with it. She That's took all my ideas oh, wow. and oh, composed it down for a four piece. I know, right? That is I really love cool. music. Yeah. You know, I was listening to a, a podcast with Danny Elfman. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't think he is, I, I don't think he like really is that learned on all that stuff that he kind of does the same thing where he just like tells other people like. And they do yep. it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm more of a producer in that respect. Like, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't call myself a it's a composer, an orchestral composer. That that definitely, I could have stayed in college and probably become that. But uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a fascinating, yeah, the, the world of music with like the composers and, and, and arrangers and all these things. The, the fascinating pa- aspect is you have somebody that's hugely successful doing that and then uh, i'm trying to remember who the gentleman was for right now i'm just gonna say john williams but uh there was a a certain gentleman uh james what james horner maybe maybe too i don't know it's a ma- it's one of the major like like uh, uh film scorers uh he had to come up with a a, a an entire score for a movie and for some reason he never did it but when he had to fly to the studio to do it he wrote the whole thing on the plane Oh my Jeez. god! And it got and it was perfect, and 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 threw it on. And you're just like, <laughs> dang, yeah. Just in your brain, you know, those are the people in their brain. They're like, I know exactly what it is, and they just yeah. do it. And then you have the people that are like, da 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 da. da. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with either. It's just everybody's got their thing. That's yeah. really cool. Well, uh, and I look at it as like I can, you know, why why should I? Well, I could, but why why bother trying to do all? Oh, I already wear so many hats, like let me throw this to someone else. And then I, you know, they get money out of it. They get a work out of it. You know, yeah. it's spreading the love around too. Yeah. yeah. So we were yeah. talking about the, the change in style. And I think I derailed that a little bit, Oh yeah. but oh, the change in style. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that was, I mean, that's basically it. I don't know. I, I think I've been punching it so hard for so long that I got tired of, I just wanted to do something different. I think I just got bored with it. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to go here? Come on. Um, and so I, like I said, I've always had this passion for composing movie soundtracks. So I was like, well, these new songs I'm writing, I feel like they could go either way, like some of them. And I do perform a few of them with the band cause they still work with the groove and everything. But I was really just hearing strings on them. I think I was writing them with that in mind. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think. I think I just got bored. I wanted to do something different. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, my polka album will be out uh, next year. <laughs> that would be. Great. I would buy it. That's that's super cool. Yeah. And then what? And then it, it, is your uh, rap album a couple after that? Ooh, rap. There you go. No, and you will all thank me for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought man. about making an album of nothing but um, puns or parodies. Oh. Because I, I I just I love coming up with like just stupid lyrics on the fly to to very familiar songs. Oh yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like an album of justice. Like oh, yeah. I would listen to that for years. Like a weird Al, like a weird Al <laughs> Yankovic kind yeah. of thing. Well, and I want to call it Weirder Al. Weirder Al, yeah. Weirder Al. Weirder yeah. Al. You're gonna do the parodies of, of Weird the parodies. And all it is is adding uh, like 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 a grander word like. <laughs> but what, what's the gangster paradise? Uh, uh, Amish paradise. Amish, um, the Amishest paradise. Amishes paradise. Amish. <laughs> yeah, got a hard T that. Um, well, with your so this is a Brian question. I, I know we were talking about it. with your. Um, change in style there was a quite a bit of a gap between your the your music and your releases um did, did that affect your your style and change as well or or was it mm-hmm. or what was the reason for the gaps in a lot of these uh um a pers- big percentage of, of it was i was just traveling nonstop. i was touring so much i oh, traveled hey, for cool. about yeah so when i released the story in 2017 uh, i think yeah, <laughs> COVID me up. i have no concept of time anymore because of covid um, i know right <laughs> i feel like there's just two years of our lives that i i don't know i don't remember what i did i don't yeah. think i did much um yeah so when i released that i had already kind of started um doing this 
prolonged tour back and forth from here to the UK to Europe. And I just kept making this big oh, circle wow. that took like most of the year. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Screw it. And I just, I sold my house. I had a house in East Nashville. I sold my house because I knew the market was, was ripe. Um, so I sold my house, yeah. kicked the roommates out, sold the house <laughs> and just became a nomad for like five years. I did nothing but travel. And, wow. um, yeah, it was great. And I was just touring sometimes by myself, sometimes with a band, sometimes a big band, sometimes a small band, but I was spending a lot of time overseas as well. Um, and I was kind of writing here and there, but it wasn't anything. I didn't really have a concept of putting out a new record and then came home, kind of was tired of traveling, found myself wanting to stay rooted again. And as soon as I bought this house I'm in now in old Hickory, like that was the October, I was October 2019 and then two months later yeah. we're all we're all confined to our homes yeah and then uh and that's when i really started writing harder and that's when all these these are so i have like nine new songs but i've only re released three and honestly another big percentage of it is because there's just no money like mm. i'm i'm strapped yeah. like some of the others you know so like lately gigs have been really good locally um I've been playing at least three or four nights a week, which has been really helpful and teaching lessons. But, you yeah. know, I mean, you basically busted through. I know everyone else did. I know I did. Uh, like just blew through my savings yeah. during that two years of hiatus. Right. So, um, yeah, but that's a big part of it because it's expensive, you know, to pay the mixing, the mastering. And if you want to, you know, if you want to release something with it, like a video or, I don't know what are what are people doing watercolor. I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, watercolor. Jewelry line, a lipstick line, whatever it is. Like <laughs> there's just it all takes money. I mean, I have to scramble just to get more t-shirts made. Sometimes it's right. Yeah. So yeah. it all comes down to money. When you're independent, you're kind of always just living gig to gig. At least in my experience, it's a magical life. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it is it is so cool though that you, you did something that a lot of people like always say they they want to do and then don't and it's the traveling and just playing and stuff what logistically maybe this is a boring question but like how did you like book these gigs and yeah travel and places a, that you, yeah. i'm guessing you've never been to before but how, how did that yeah, work no. um so i've kind of found this little secret where <laughs> um oh, let me give you the backstory so the this place i play in austria um i got connected to because of my friend in the uk because he used to know this woman when she lived in england now she lives in austria because her husband's austrian and they just recently retired from doing this but they are the custodians of this gorgeous castle in this little village called semptenburg hmm. It's in the wine country area of Austria. So it's beautiful. There's vineyards everywhere. It's very family oriented. Um, we would always go there and she would ask, you know, she'd want us to come and play for these little things that she would put on at the castle, like a concert. And then they'd have like a little town festival. Anyway, so it would, it'd be worth our while to travel there from England and stay for a couple of weeks and just play around. And, and she loved to host us. She was an amazing cook. And um, she said, Cause I was, I think I was bitching about this. I was like, Oh, you know, I just try so hard and I'm still struggling. And, but, it, but you know, where else am I going to plan a fucking cat? Sorry. That was a really bad word. I was again, like, where else again I've sworn totally a million okay. times. Okay. And it, we swear we so much. Well, my mother, my parents just left this morning. They've been staying with me all weekend. If my mother was here. She'd be like, <gasps> um, it was all pent up. You got to get it out. Yeah, yeah, okay. And this yeah, is the yeah, right yeah. place to do it. Oh my gosh, right. Um, but I thought to, she was like, well, Heidi, where else are you going to get to play? I mean, how, you know how many people would love to be here right now overlooking this beautiful wine country on this high mountaintop in this castle. And she's like, you're unique here. She's like, you need to keep going where you are unique. Like don't get caught up in the big city madness, like go where there is no one like you and take your music to. And I kind of ran with that. I was like, you know what? You're right. So instead of trying to always book these 
venues that people had actually heard of (laughs) and having to try to sell tickets and put butts in seats, which is really impossible when no one knows who you are. Yeah. And if you can't afford a publicist and you can't afford somebody to, to like marketing, do it for you. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's expensive to have a team like that unless you just have friends that are good at it, that are willing to give you their time. But I decided, you know, like, I'm not going to go to these big cities. I'm going to go to the little cities outside of the big cities. I did a lot of house concerts. I did a lot of smaller venues, like listening rooms. Um, There's a couple different networks I got connected with, and I was able to get a ton of gigs that way. And every time you play a little gig like that, there's always another door that opens from it. Like someone at that little house show is like, hey, you should come to blah, blah, blah in Michigan. I know a guy that owns a place there. And and it just, I noticed this ripple effect kept happening and it literally just prolonged. It just kept the tour going and going and going and going and going. That's awesome. Yeah. And I would, you know what I would do when I decided like, you know what, I'm going to travel. Like I'll come home in the winter. I'll sit still for a couple months. And then starting March 1st, I want to just get all the way out to California and back. And I would literally just open the map, like Google maps on my computer. And I would start writing down the names of city. Like I would look at the highways. I would write down the names of cities and the towns that surround the cities. And then I would get on these different little networks or there was like another website I used to use called Indie on the move. Um, I started keeping a spreadsheet of places that people would recommend. And then I would just type up my booking email and I would just go, shoot it out, shoot it out, shoot. Like I would send a hundred emails a day and I would, you know, obviously update the subject every time. Although sometimes I forgot and I'm always mm-hmm. embarrassed to do that. <laughs> you never wanted to seem impersonal. You always want to seem personal. Oh yeah. Um, but I would try to tailor, I would try to edit it in a way that it tailored to that specific place. And I would spend eight hours a day, like a normal eight to five <laughs> sitting in front of the laptop and just shooting out these emails. And if you send a hundred emails a day, guess what? You actually get quite a few back. You don't get a hundred back, but you get, yeah. you know, you might get 20, 30 and that's, yeah. that's 20, 30 gigs if the money's right. And then, so I would just sort of like figure out the logistics and I would just plot my journey. And then I started, like, I was able to get some decent video made a couple different times, but that's always been a thorn in my side too, is I just don't have good video. I just, I never have been able to afford to get good video. Yeah. Um, I do now it's being edited actually, but <laughs> so oh, nice. I finally made it guys. <laughs> yeah. I've done it. <laughs> I just can't show it to you yet. Um, <laughs> but I would, um, once I got some decent video made, like some professional video, a friend that I met along the way who we're still friends to this day. And she has a lot of experience with booking larger venues. So she has, um, started putting me in these, I'll go to these showcases, like regional across the U S you go and you showcase yourself with or without a band. And then all these talent buyers are there. These venue owners are there and it's just a great way for people to see you. And then, yeah, so she's, she is technically helping me with the bigger picture items, um, which those are harder to achieve, but yeah. So she's, she's working on that stuff for me. So sometimes I get to take a big band, like we're going to North Carolina at the end of September, I'm taking my 11 piece band to play in a theater so cool. at the Iridell performing arts center. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. But I, a lot of times it's just me. Like I load up my pathfinder with all my gear, a couple suitcases, stop and do laundry when you need to do laundry. I book a lot of Airbnbs. If you do house shows, you know, usually you can just stay with the people. So, wow. Yeah. So it'll, I figured out a way to make it work for me where I, where I could go, where I was unique. Yeah. So it felt, it always felt really special and intentional versus just pulling up, getting off the tour bus, getting out, melting faces, getting back on, (laughs) you know, like I could have lived that tour life too. Maybe if I try a little harder, but I mean, to um, be fair, I'm sure you're still melting faces, but yeah. <laughs> right. But it's, it's worked out really well for me, but it's, it is a lot of work and it did eventually burn me out a little bit. So COVID was a, not, I don't want to say a blessing. That's not the right word, but, but COVID was <laughs> kind of a welcome, the horrible thing, but it was a welcome break too. I was like a forced break, a forced break. But I was like, man, I needed this time to really 
just sit still and be mindful for a minute because yeah. it's just going hard for so long. Yeah. A lot of driving, a lot of flying, a lot of driving. I get yeah, it. I bet. A lot, of fairies, a lot of fairies across the english channel <laughs> yeah, that's so cool i used to i used to drive for a living and 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 i traveled a lot and uh, a lot of people are always like yeah when i travel or when i drive it's like my me time and i'm like hell no it is the most exhausting thing when you do it for so long <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just drove all the way to california and back uh, in may that's the second time i've done it but I got to take a different route this time because I didn't go all the way up and did the perimeter. Of the I just went like straight out through Texas and got to go through all of Arizona. I stopped in Sedona because I'd never been there okay. and got to go through New Mexico. And I spent a week in Joshua Tree, playing a few shows, oh, cool. staying with Fun. my friend. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was pretty sweet. But that, yeah, that drive, the drive out was cool because I wasn't in a hurry. I had plenty of time to get there. But the drive back, I had to put in like 12 hours a day in like two and a half days. So it was pretty brutal. Yeah. I'm originally from Southern California. um, Okay. And so I did that drive. I've done it twice because then I helped my parents. My parents ended up moving out this direction. So I've also done it twice. And it's a brutal drive. (laughs) When you're not in a hurry, it's a great way to see the country. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I would encourage everybody to to drive across the country if they have the time and the means to do yeah, it. I'm so bad at that. When I'm yeah. when I drive, I'm like, I want to get there now. Uh, Let's go <laughs> overnight. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I always drive through the night. I think yeah. it's 27 hours straight. Yeah. Well, I used, I, I used to do that something like that. Yeah, I, I grew up in Mexico, so so when we used to live in Mexico, we drive to Michigan to take 28 hours. And you did it straight, and I do it straight. Oh my mm. God, you're a psycho. No, see, I, as a woman, I can't do that. If I'm driving by, my, if I'm driving by myself, I have to. I have rules. I don't drive at night, and I don't drink because I just want to be like completely aware of my surroundings all time. You don't. Yeah. You mean like alcoholic drinking? Alcoholic drinking. Oh, yes. okay. I was gonna yeah. be like, wait, I mean, you don't I, just drink any water? <laughs> no, no, no. But like once I get, <laughs> like once I get where I know I'm gonna be for a few days then I'll let loose. Yeah, I'll let myself. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. But yeah. if I have to get up the next morning and like hit the road, like I don't want to, I want to be like full on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, and the, I've, I've been in a lot of car accidents too. That weren't my fault. It's, it's oh, ridiculous geez. how many car accidents I've been in. And while wow, on tour, I'm a nervous driver. Um, well, actually, uh, the bulk of them have all happened in Nashville. Oh, yep. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I there was three of them. I was in in a six week span of time. Wrecked, oh. I totaled three cars, got three new cars for my insurance, and then I made it all the way to San Francisco. And I was in the back of an Uber with my friend on tour, and somebody ran a red light and hit us. And I we ended up in the hospital. I had a concussion, and then I had to go play a gig the next day with a black eye. Oh my god! And you did it? Yeah, you did the gig. I did the gig. My <laughs> friend, I called my one of my friends, and she was like. Just make the other eye smoky with some sh- eyeshadow, and then we'll look. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is my emo show, just black on everything. And well, and I'm not even kidding you. I went out for breakfast, and I was sitting waiting for my food, and this woman I don't even know came up to me and sat down, and she was like, "Hey, oh, no. I just want you to know that if you need help, if you're in a, oh, in a situation no. where you need help, I work. I volunteer for a shelter down the street, and I'm oh. happy to." Walk with you right now and i was like i just started laughing i was like i'm not in an abusive relationship i was in a car accident like three days ago she's <laughs> like, like oh my god i'm sorry I was like, oh, no, no. hey at least How there's sweet. people that care yeah that's yeah. i don't think caring though <laughs> uh does does traveling alone do you do you like that freedom to be able to kind of do what you want because i know sometimes when you have a full band it's at least you're with people, but then you're kind of on other people's schedule. How do you feel about that? Well, when I'm traveling with the band, I'm I'm Mama Bear, and I'm like, we're on a. I have an itinerary. We have, <laughs> we have call times. I'm very strict. I'm usually the one driving. Um, but if I'm by myself, I'm I'm easier on myself. I'm like, eh. there's nothing that brings me more joy than just like walking around a hotel room naked, like enjoying a mini bar, um, <laughs> like knowing that I can just like browse for something on TV. And if, especially if I don't have to get up early the next day, like if I know I can wait till checkout, 
<sighs> it's just, yeah. yeah, there's something about it. And if I have a day off or if I know I have time, I'll like Google and try to find something cool in the area. Like I've found a lot of really random little, I don't know, art districts or little coffee shops or little historical sites or yeah, pretty parks to walk through. Yeah. There's all kinds of shit you can find to do. It really is. We have a, as much as I disagree with the politics that happen a lot of the time, it, it really is a beautiful country. I don't necessarily want to leave it, but yeah. I do want to live in Europe. I've already decided that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's so cool. You know, you know, it is funny. Like you, you brought up earlier the, um, the like appreciating what you've done and not, you know, being bummed about what you haven't or whatever. And I think like it's inspiring to hear all this cool stuff you've done. And um, huh. do you do you do you see that now? Do you think? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> matters, I, I think it's so hard to like be like oh man i've done so many cool things <laughs> i'm definitely not as down on it as i was before i think like i was saying earlier i'm i'm finding a lot of joy about and just like being close to home right now and playing a lot of local gigs because the something has shifted i've noticed since covid there's the pay is actually a little better and there's more opportunity. There's some new places. Yeah. So like, it's weird, right? Because to, like when I was first really gigging hard, like I found that I made more money when I left town, right. not playing in town. Um, I had a hard time. Find- oh, <laughs> big old puppy. Oh, he's a big old bud. Look at him. This is CJ. That's Fiona down there. I don't know if you can see her. Oh, <laughs> I wonder why you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Do you bring them with you to on tour? Oh my god, I wish. Oh. I would. Um, now that's another reason why I'm kind of staying close to home. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny. It's kind of shifted though. I I find that I can make actually good money just playing around town versus traveling out of town. I think I just did it for so long for so hard. I needed a few years off. Yeah. 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 So, but um, but I am grateful and I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate what I have. I've, I've made some really cool connections. I've met some really interesting people. Um, yeah, I, I just, I have all these, there's just like all these little random things that have happened that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't done the, you know, memories. There's these memories that I've made for myself, either with or without other people. And it's, yeah, it really is a rewarding job it's it's a struggle obviously but it's uh yeah i'd much rather be struggling doing this than sitting behind a desk i think because i did that yep. for a while yeah. and it did not bring me joy right yeah <sighs> and joy. i mean honestly you're you're like you've already experienced what i would say 80 to 70 to 80 percent of of the american population wants to do which is travel yeah, and they never do, yeah. and you've done it and got paid to do it, and, and exactly. it's awesome. Oh my god, I love to travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. You're making me want to quit my job and and do that. So. Uh oh, <laughs> that's what I did. That's exactly what I was working yeah. an eight to five in a doctor's office and mm. and gigging on the week. I, I would go out of town on the weekends and come home, and then I'd gig on weeknights in town, and it was just oh my god, it was so much work. I was exhausted. Yeah. And I had an opportunity to go to Key West for a whole month and stay in a house with 12 other musicians, all of them male. Uh-oh. And uh, yeah, that I know. Terrible. It was, like a, it was like a frat. It was like a frat house. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but it ended up being where I met all the guys that played on my second record. And um, oh, I worked out then. <laughs> and I've gotten to go on the road with them. And, but when I got down there, I, you know, I had enough vacation saved up. So I was taking a month off. And when I got down there, it was like three days in. And I, the guy that was running the show was like, you know, you should probably just quit your job because I could easily keep you working for the next six months. And I was like, well, then what do I do after those six months? He's like, well, I mean, I feel like it'll just work out for you. And I was like, okay. Huh. <laughs> and it was, 
was literally sure. <laughs> it was literally that easy and i called my boss and just quit over the phone oh, um no. oh yeah God. and i haven't and mind you i haven't had 401k or health insurance or anything since then so yeah. it might not have been the best decision but um it's enabled me to do everything i want to do so yeah. and yeah. you know when you when you're faced with this <laughs> with this terrifying realization of i don't know where my next paycheck's coming from um you will you will hustle yeah the hustle comes find a way yeah. yes absolutely yeah i think so. yeah sometimes you just need to raise the stakes and then all of a sudden i, think you'll so. get I tell yep i tell people all the time if you believe in it if you believe in yourself enough just go for it yeah at least you can say you tried and then you don't have to look back and wonder god that was good I love it. I don't want to take it. Uh, you, you have food waiting for you. Yeah. I don't want to take any more. We're about at our hour mark too. So we're, we, and honestly, that was like the perfect line. I'm that like, was a right, great. That's yeah, yeah, just like beautiful. That's a <laughs> Yeah, this has been great. Oh, uh, you've been awesome. Yeah. Call me for more life advice anytime. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this was inspiring, and yes, it's what I needed because lately I've been like, God, what? I used to do music you- so much more. And now I haven't been, and I'm like, I need to just start doing it again. Yeah. Are you guys musician? You playing around town at all, or? I don't play out at all. No, I'm I produce. That's all. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, good, me, good. Me and Johnny we write together. I, me and my wife play in a duo, and we were doing the music full time for a while, and then actually right before the pandemic, I was like, I need to pay off some bills, so I got a job, and then the pandemic hit, and I was like, kind of thankful that I got a job because I was like, I know how. <laughs> how much of a struggle it is. And then, and then I'm just still at the job and now I'm like, ah, but I, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> it's that classic. It's the whole struggle. thing. You know, it. everybody knows it. You'll reach a breaking point and then you'll decide then. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, uh, well, but thank you so much. This yeah. has been fun. Um, do you want to give us like where people can find you or your, you know, your, your plugs and, and, and your, yeah, sure. So funny story. I'm dealing with some, hacking and identity theft issues right now so my yeah so you will not find me on facebook at the moment because i'm locked out and i think it's been taken down and oh wow and my instagram is still there it's at heidi burson but i can't get in so somebody was trying to sell bitcoin anyway the point is you can go (laughs) i'm still trying (laughs) to figure that out also though i have found uh it's been great for my mental health not having those two things to look at every day for the last month and a half so i might just not bother with it (laughs) but i'm on youtube heidi burson music my website heidiburson.com will can launch you to everything else as well nice um you can find me anywhere you can find taylor swift's music you can find my music so (laughs) itunes all all those places i'm everywhere yeah cool yeah cool and if they want vocal lessons from you, where do they go? For yeah, that? just hit me up on my website. Nice. Yeah, I have a contact page. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess for the last, we have one oh, little one last fun, question. fun last question to end it off. Okay. Since okay. you have traveled all over, oh, do you have a good, like, drinking story from anywhere in the world, or something God. crazy or fun that happened, or? interesting (laughs) i think so when i was in edinburgh scotland for the first the first time we were there for the ed fringe festival they have every year and the drummer that was with us he's actually a guy that plays drums and bass at the same time i'm not making that up and he's blind what? I'm sorry. This what is a the joke. fuck? What? He, you can look him up. You can look him up. He's an amazing musician. His name is D Madness. He's based out of Austin, Texas. D Incredible Madness. guy. D Madness. But he, yes, he plays drums and bass. He can at, play them at the same time. He doesn't do it like on the regular, but he can. Anyway, so I was, I was helping him get um, around because he's blind, obviously. And um, we, <laughs> I decided. I think I don't remember how many we had. I know he had like at least a bottle and a half, maybe two bottles of wine. And I was, <laughs> I, was I was tossing back whiskeys. But I just remember walking him across the street and stopping in the middle of the road because I didn't realize that we had walked when we weren't supposed to. And I forgot that it was like opposite 
I looked the wrong ways because oh, the yeah. Other yeah, yeah, weird. And we're just standing there, and he's like, he, out of nowhere, he's just like, Heidi. And I was like, yeah. He's like, are we in the middle of the road? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right. Well, I trust you. Just uh, you know, don't get us killed. And I was like, okay. And I just had to kind of stand there, and we. I tried to dodge traffic with this with a blind man, with this amazing <laughs> musician who happens to be blind. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's very uh he's a very forgiving person thankfully uh but yeah that that was pretty funny that that is that yeah. is great wild wild like, i'm sorry i'm like i'm sorry you put yourself in my hands right now <laughs> this is a bad choice <laughs> maybe on his part yeah, yeah. for sure um, i was like why don't we, why'd we stop <laughs> oh lord well thank you heidi so much heidi, thank you um, so much <laughs> And hopefully, hopefully we can see you perform in town, and maybe I'll catch another show there at uh, the Fifth and Broad place. Please do, yeah, cool. Well, thanks again, and you have a good night. Appreciate it. Bye. Nice to meet you. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Oh man, dude, she was awesome. Heidi, absolutely incredible. Yes, I loved it. It wasn't. um, It was. It was someone totally different like musically yeah. and 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 stylistically than we had yeah, dude we didn't even talk about the the whole like style of her which sucks we just got so wrapped up in her musical journey it's it's yeah and, and yeah why very as you said very different especially like seeing like the active musician versus the person trying to like not not that she wasn't but but you know like the person's like i'm gonna make it and doing all these things but the active musician that lives making music like this is yeah, very yeah. different yeah yeah someone who just like like she said who's just doing the grind um the uh no hustling that's the hustle, the hustle. she's doing the hustle like do the hustle dude when you said that i was like what is that song yeah i don't know why i immediately it was good yeah thank you i wouldn't think you would know that song i don't know why i know it but yeah that's interesting uh my mom was really into like disco yeah so i know like all the disco songs that's very disco you know how i know it came from a workout video from like oh my god when i was like eight i remember i remember it being in the house and i it might have been my mother had it on or i don't yeah. know why we had it but it was and they would always do the hustle from a workout video <laughs> that's great yep there you go i remember Fun. it now we know. <laughs> uh no but she um i love that i love you know the realness of it and you know it it's same with like her lyrics like you listen to her to all of her songs and they're so real. One thing yeah, I, I didn't very real talk to her about that I kind of wanted to bring up was how her lyrics are so just like honest and just upfront. They're not like super metaphorical, which we've talked about with some artists. Um, but like they're not metaphorical, but the things she said are so profound. Yeah. And so they really hit you. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, like, wild. They give you the shivers, like the lyrics and and her voice incredible honestly we didn't talk about her voice a whole it's weird to be like you're such a good singer <laughs> i just feel like that's that's an awkward yeah. thing to like but... i mean we did say that but then but but you know we 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 are uh we're musicians we could have come up with some more uh elegant ways of of questioning her, her yeah, vocals yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah no we were just we we kind of got into this rhythm and it was awesome yeah yeah but she really is an amazing singer everyone should go Check her out. Because, oh, absolutely. Uh, like shivers. Shivers status. She brought up Adele. Part of me in my head was thinking. Yeah. I, was like, I literally. Yeah. I fully. When she said it, I was like, yep, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Well, Brian, I think it is time. It is time. It's time for us to go now. Uh, my friends, please check us out on, as usual, social medias uh, on Instagram and Facebook, as well as uh, Twits, the, 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 that sweet, sweet Twitters. Oh. Uh, and we, we got to start doing and TikTok, Pornhub man. now. Pornhub. <laughs> We're now on Pornhub. We are, uh, we, we yes, are you know how, how we are basically radio hosts at this point. And what we do, we use our, our voices is what people want to listen to. Yeah, we to. just go, Boom. No, what we do is we just do <laughs> audio commentary on porn. <laughs> mm. Yes. We, we you tr- see how he thrusts. 
we try that to, is good. We try to interview right in the middle of it. So, uh, what is he doing to you right now? <laughs> do, do you like that? Scale one to ten. Mm, yeah. So tell us about your journey when it was a... No! <laughs> oh, in, a, in a minute. In a minute. It's fine. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> So I see you are you are orgasming. What 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 brought you to that? <laughs> Tell us about your first one. <laughs> oh my god. Good lord. I apologize. Yeah, that, that was so terrible. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh guys. Either way, yeah, check us on social medias. Please check us out. Uh give us some subscriptions on Spotify and some five stars on iTunes. <laughs> um Yeah, with that said, bro, we're gonna do a different sign off today. A different one, a different one, oh. a new one. That's something we haven't done before. I don't, I, you know, I not not one that will stick around, but you know, it's one we're gonna do today. I want to do it. Okay, so bro, Johnny, bro, so so, you you know, it, how do I put this? So you know when you are playing a game, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing a game. Yeah, yeah, and then you 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 know you're you're playing a game with somebody and they're real bad, so you keep playing and you keep winning, but they're real bad. And then and then when and then the person's like, well, you know what? Let's fucking put some money on it because I'm gonna win. You know what happens? Um, you beat them. No, they end up being really good, and then they say, "You just got hustled." <laughs> You got hustled! You got hustled! <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs>